0: everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. This week's premium episode story is called Daniel's Birthday Wish to Be an Adult. Daniel is tired of being a kid. He wants to stay up late and drive a car and all the other fun things that adults get to do all day. However, when Daniel gets his birthday wish granted, he finds out that being an adult is not all it seems. To hear this story, all you have to do is join up to our premium channel at shortstoriesforkids.supercast.com and become a super fan of Short Stories for Kids. Here you'll receive a Friday bonus episode every week, plus our entire back catalog of stories ad-free. Also, premium-only shout-outs just for you guys. And as a premium member, you have a guarantee of your idea turned into a story and read out on the show. The link is in our episode's description, and it literally takes two clicks to join. See you there! It can be pretty tough to find a holiday gift that will keep your child excited long after the day they open it. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Each box is kid-approved by a crew of kid testers to ensure they're age-appropriate and seriously fun. My son received his robots and coding pack last week and he loves it. He's literally spent hours programming the robots, solving the puzzles, and learning about the mechanics of it all. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving home. From discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com slash That's your first month free at KiwiCo.com slash short stories. Grownups, did you know that the Peregrine Falcon can fly 200 miles an hour? Or the camels can survive two weeks without drinking water. Looking for a screen break for the kids in your life this holiday season? Take a trip to the far reaches of the globe with Flip and Mosey's guide on how to be an earthling and watch their eyes fill with wonder. There is so much to discover about the world and the amazing animals who inhabit it. Who better to show you a new perspective on the world than travel blogging aliens? Flip and Mosey are exploring Earth and meeting animals from all around the world. One of my favorite animals from last season was the Paradise Tree Snake. This holiday, taking an adventure, is as simple as pressing play on an episode of Flip and Mosey's Guide to How to Be an Earthling. Listen to new episodes of How to Be an Earthling on Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. George had new shoes. There had been a stool outside the mall, not even a regular store, run by a very short elderly lady with golden hair. She'd been very happy to serve George and his dad, helping George to pick out a canary yellow pair of sneakers with a white five-pointed star on the heels. George thought they looked pretty cool. George had won them straight away. But as they were close to the car, he hadn't really got around to walking in them properly until he got home, and they felt good, the most comfortable shoes he'd ever worn. Naturally, because George was so pleased with his new sneakers, he wanted to show them off, and so he walked two doors down to where his best friend Joel lived. Check these out, said George, flashing his heels at Joel as he lifted each leg in turn. Cool sneakers, huh? Yeah, agreed Joel. They're good. But in truth, Joel thought they just looked like sneakers. Want to do something? Asked George. I've got some money, said Joel, patting his back pocket. Me too, replied George. My grandpa called by and gave me a 20. Cool, nodded Joel. So what do you want to do? See a movie? Get some comics? grab something to eat? At the mention of getting something to eat, George suddenly felt hungry, and his feet began to fidget and shuffle. Oh, I could definitely eat something right now, said George. I'm just not sure what to eat. Hey, George, what's wrong with your feet? said Joe, looking down. George's feet had become a yellow blur, moving in tiny steps incredibly fast. Oddly, George didn't seem to have noticed. Where does the best ice cream, he said, and no sooner were the words out of his mouth that his feet began really moving. Within seconds, he was running, and running faster than he'd ever ran before, leaving Joel stood all alone somewhere far behind him. Along sidewalks and roads sped George, running faster and faster, and yet He had no idea where he was running to. His feet and legs seemed to have a mind of their own. Or he realized perhaps it was really his new bright yellow shoes. He ran on and on as small towns flashed past in an eye blink until at last his feet began to slow and he found himself in an unfamiliar town outside an ice cream parlor. Painted on the glass at the window, it said, "'Gina's Gelato.' George was now feeling hungrier than ever, and so went straight inside. "'Hey, honey,' said a smiley lady from behind the counter. Her badge showed that her name matched the one on the window. "'What can I get you?' George looked at the rows of scrummy-looking flavors all laid out before him and found himself asking for a banana fudge sundae. This came as a surprise to hear himself utter those specific words, because if there was one food George did not like, it was banana. He never had, ever since he was small. And yet, right now, that was exactly, definitely, without question, what he wanted to eat. And it was divine. He scoffed it down, enjoying every single mouthful. "'You okay, honey?' "'asked Gina. "'You need anything else, like a drink or something?' "'Yeah, a drink,' said George, suddenly feeling thirsty. "'That's just what I need.' "'Hey, honey, what's going on with your feet?' "'said Gina, noticing his shoes dancing away in a golden blur beneath the table. "'But George hadn't heard her. "'All he could think about was a large, thirst-quenching drink. "'What's a really cool soda?' "'What's a really cool soda?' he said out loud, and that was all it took. His feet took off again as his yellow shoes pulled him out of the parlor, onto the street, and straight out of town. "'Thank goodness I paid up front,' thought George, as he thundered through the countryside and towards the coast. The landscape around him began to change, and soon he was running beside orchards of orange trees and vineyards." growing grapes on row upon row of vines, and still he ran on. He was surprised when his feet eventually began to slow, because there wasn't a town or city in sight. Instead, there was a small farm growing lemons, and beside the road, not far from the farm's entrance, a small lemonade stand. Here sat a young girl with thick black curly hair. "'and an expression of amazement. "'She'd never seen anyone run as fast as George before. "'Uh, hi,' said George to the little girl. "'Can I get a lemonade, please?' "'The little girl wasn't going to turn down a sale, "'regardless of how the person arrived at her stand. "'She opened a cooler "'and produced a jug of cloudy, homemade lemonade. "'Carefully, she poured it into a paper cup. "'George wasn't normally a fan of lemonade,' preferring a cold cola. Regardless, he paid the girl and took a mouthful. It was quite simply perfect. He drained every drop. "'Would you like another one?' asked the girl, hopefully. This drew George's attention to the name of the farm, written on a small sign between the girl and the gate, Cobb Farm. "'No, thank you,' said George, his yellow-shoed feet beginning to twitch once more. I'm feeling hungry again. I guess it must be all that running. And now, all I seem to want is a corn cob. This time, the words had barely passed his lips when his feet took off again down the road, leaving a trail of dust in his wake. Over hills, along valleys, and across countries, he raced. He had no idea where he was going. He let the shoes take him there. Soon, he was on a very long, straight road. Where tall stalks of corn reached up in endless rows either side of him. It wasn't until he turned onto a dusty sidetrack that his feet began to slow, eventually arriving at a small wooden farmhouse with a rusting tractor parked out front and with several large barns out back. In the front yard, a family were grilling fresh corn cobs on a barbecue. Not surprisingly, They were all astonished by the sudden appearance of George. "'Well, what have we here?' said the dad, pushing his sun-faded baseball cap onto the back of his head. "'You lost, son?' "'No,' said George. "'At least, I don't think so.' "'In truth, George had no idea where he was, but he was quite sure the yellow shoes would take care of that. "'You hungry?' said the mother.' We're just about to eat grilled corn with chili butter. You won't taste better. Oh, yes, please, said George and joined the family in their meal. George had always assumed he wouldn't like spicy foods, but the chili butter on the corn was exactly right. He gnawed off every piece of corn and instantly accepted a second piece. Chili butter dripped down his fingers and chin. "'Good eating, isn't it?' said the dad with a smile. "'All homemade, too.'" "'Home,' repeated George, and his feet began to jitter once more. Looking around at this happy family, enjoying their corn, he had a sudden deep longing to return to his own family. "'Thank you for the food,' he said. Are you going so soon?' said the mom. But there was no time for George to say anything else. He was off again.' His feet pounded along roads as the yellow shoes flashed back and forth, eating up the miles as hungrily as George had consumed his ice cream, lemonade, and grilled corn. The sun was getting lower in the sky by the time George began to recognize where he was. And then, quite abruptly, he was home. He stood in front of his house and looked down at his shoes. Despite all the distance he had run, the shoes looked as bright and as clean as when he'd first put them on that morning. He let himself in to find his dad was making dinner. Oh, George, just in time, said his dad. What are we having? George asked, sniffing the cooking smells. Mac and cheese, grinned his dad, tilting the pan of creamy yellow pasta. And I got a fresh carton of pineapple juice, too. Now, get those shoes off and go wash your hands. Hope you're hungry. Much to George's surprise and delight, he realized he was. The end.